Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota Brookhaven services all makes and models. That could be why we were voted best service department the past two years. Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Don't forget, you can listen to Good Things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us, too. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. We are coming to you live today from Sally Kate Winters Family Services in the beautiful town of West Point, Mississippi. We're here to promote Child Abuse Awareness Month. You're going to hear stories throughout the day about the organization and being able to make donations and knowing that those gifts make a difference to the lives of children that need their services. And we're kicking off the good things today with our First Lady, Miss Ellie Reeves. Hey! Hey, Rebecca, how are you? I am not complaining. It is a beautiful day in West Point. We've got a nice breeze, which helps because we're sitting out in the front of Sally Kate Winters Family Services. So, you know, the Lord's good to us with a little cool air, but we'll take the better weather. That's awesome. So how important, um, as First Lady, how important is it for Mississippians to support all the great work uh, that's done here at Sally Kate Winters? Well, Sally Kate Winters does a phenomenal job helping care for hundreds of Mississippi kids and their families. And the work they are doing to advocate for child abuse prevention is tremendous for our state. It absolutely is. I, I was reading a few statistics. They have over 8,000 meals were served last year, 2,000 nights for safe shelters, 477 children of all ages uh, received service, received services using in therapy. So anytime that we can have those kind of organizations in our state, man, they are up to good things for sure. But you've been busy over the last uh, year. at Ailey, you've been on the move with Fred the Turtle. You even made it to uh, my kid's school there in Rankin County. Um, so where all have you and Fred gone i feel like we've been everywhere but we have as of today we have delivered over twenty-one thousand books to mississippi fourth graders wow that's a lot of books i know um that there's probably more for you to be able to give out so if folks haven't had the chance to meet fred the turtle is there still chance that you'll be coming to their school sometime soon yes we have um, just a few more counties left to deliver to so if your child, if your fourth grader hasn't brought home Fred, they will soon. Well, remind us who Fred is because I love his mission to the fourth graders. I love the workbook. I love the fact that it is a story we can all get behind and as parents sort of work through it and sort of help our children learn and read. But remind us where the inspiration for Fred the Turtle came from. Oh, sure. So, you know, my team and I last spring started talking about, you know, just what my next initiative could be for the state. And in our early planning stages, we coordinated with the Casey Family Services and also some educators across the state and decided that 
we wanted to kind of do some type of an activity coloring book targeted, you know, with a Mississippi fam, by Mississippi story to Mississippi kids. And um, so we developed um, Fred the Turtle. And Fred the Turtle is about a sea turtle from the Mississippi Gulf Coast who finds himself on a really crazy road trip across the state of Mississippi with um, a guy named Fisherman Jimmy. And they go from Hattiesburg on up to Oxford, over to the Delta, and then back home. But across the way, besides, you know, seeing all these really great Mississippi attractions, um, Fred asked students to take part in a, a, just a bunch of different fun activities, such as coloring and a word search. And Fred also asked them a lot of questions about themselves, about, you know, how to encourage them to be a friend and how to set goals and just really gives them to do some critical thinking and just engaging them into some thought-provoking conversations. Well, like I said, my daughter enjoyed bringing her Fred the Turtle home, which I already I got one first here last year, I think. Ely, I got one of the first editions uh, of Fred the Turtle, was super excited to show her. I got it first, but she enjoyed bringing hers home. And I know a lot of the fourth graders are still looking forward to you making it uh, to their counties. But I also love that we share uh, a genuine affection for the Girl Scouts. I noticed, I think it was just a couple weeks ago, uh, was National Girl Scouts Day or Awareness Day or something, which it should be every day, right? it's cookie season um but uh, tell us about how you connect with the girl scouts of mississippi and why that's a special organization for you well i have literally been a lifelong girl scout since daisies which is kindergarten and um it was such an influential part of my upbringing um that you know when i had three daughters of course i wanted to share that with them and other young women across the state um I've been on the board of the Girl Scouts of Greater Mississippi here in Jackson, and um, I really enjoyed that time, too. I just think Girl Scouts does just amazing things for these young women, giving them leadership skills, um, teaching them about themselves and all the things that they can do. I just, it's, I'm really passionate about it. I feel like, uh, Ely, when you and I went through the Girl Scouts, or I was a brownie, so I did, I may not have started when it was a daisy, or, or, but I was a brownie for a little while. They didn't have the cool badges that they have now for STEM and science and all of these other things. I feel like, man, I want to go back through it and sort of have the opportunity to earn even cooler uh, badges and, and fun opportunities. But I think that people need to know that there's so much more to the Girl Scouts here in Mississippi than just selling the delicious cookies, which is definitely a perk. Uh, to that but hey it's a perk too for you know miss mississippi wow she is showing up or former miss mississippi should i say holly brand we've been watching her on the voice and i I saw where you shared last night that she made it to the next round how cool is that that she's representing our state so well Oh, I mean, she is doing such a tremendous job, and I love that she's been able to continue to represent our state on this national stage. I mean, besides just being um, so vivacious and beautiful, I mean, she's just such a great role model for young girls across the state. Would you have all the crowns come through uh, there at the governor's mansion? So all the wonderful women out there that are representing our state so well. She just happens to sing really, really well. <laughs> and yeah. it's being shown there on the on the stage there at The Voice. Well, you know, we're here today live at uh, Sally Kate Winters Family Services. And, you know, we just went through all the wonderful things that you're doing and our state's doing in terms of supporting, particularly young girls, but I guess spread the turtles for young girls and boys. So that brings us back to just how 
important it is, the work that this organization does that makes a difference in the lives of children, because if they need those services in times of need, you want to make sure that they're there. So just, you know, share with us why we should support and get behind Sally Kate and why it's, again, such a good thing for our state. Absolutely. I mean, every child deserves a loving home, and every child deserves to have someone who will advocate for their safety and for their well-being. And I am so proud of everyone at Sally Cape for doing all that they're doing to raise awareness and for providing our kids and families with a safe haven during these times of trouble. And I so appreciate you being there today to highlight all of this great work that they're doing. Well, you stay busy sharing Fred and doing all the good work that you're doing as well. Ely, I always appreciate your time here on Good Things. If you're ever around the station, pop in, and we can have a little fun. All right. Thanks, Rebecca. All righty. And she mentioned it. Yep, our state needs it. Our state absolutely needs the work that they're doing here at Sally Kate Winters Family Services. And if you give, then your your gift definitely has a lasting impact. Last year alone, as I mentioned in 2022, Sally Kate Winters Family Services, eight, uh, 8,773 meals were served. 2,896 nights of safe shelter were provided. You don't know what that means in the life of a child to know that they can go to bed uh, safe and sleep uh, at night, 477 children of all ages from newborn to young adult receive some of their um, services to help them in times of healing and, and probably in some of the worst cases that they can find themselves. You had 13 birthdays were celebrated. I love they add that in here because when they come here to Sally Cake, they were reminded that they are a child, a child that deserves to have the same celebrations that we would give our ch- our children as well. And, you know, making it around the sun one more year to me is definitely a good thing. They've got countless happy memories were made here. The staff is so warm and inviting. You know, you hate that this type of place has to be um, around because of the unfortunate circumstances that gets them to the gates here at Sally Kate Winters. But man, you're just so grateful that there are uh, professionals and that there are caring professionals at that um, that come and are here whenever whenever a child may or may not need it. Um, you can donate Sally Kate winners.org um, at any time. Get on, learn a little bit more about it. Um, also, a special thanks to, to lunch provided today by Sweet Peppers Deli in Columbus. Uh, the, the sandwiches were on point, and the Milos is also always got the best sweet tea, and they now have their extra sweet tea and gallon jugs. I know, Rhino, I wish if I was headed back to the studio, I'd pack an extra gallon for you. You like yours extra sweet? Oh, yeah. I love my sweet tea, but I'm envious of the, the pepper Pepper's Deli, because Pepper's Deli is is one of those places where it, it it's not exactly like you would think a normal sandwich place would be. They've got a little bit more variety, and it's all delicious. The roast beef was on point, and then they had a, ma- a macadamia um, nut cookie, which is my absolute favorite. And then, you know, I went with the unsweet tea, but hey, i got to keep a, a cookie and unsweet tea. It's balancing all the things out. And we're going to keep talking about the good things going on here at Sally Kate Winters, coming up next.
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Don't forget, you can find us on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. We're coming to you live from Sally Kate Winters Family Services in West Point, Mississippi. We're here to help promote Child Abuse Awareness Month. Tough topic, but, man, there's some good things going on here. All throughout the day, we're going to hear about the different stories, the organization, and help you, encourage you to make donations so you can help make a difference in the lives of children that need their services. And joining me right now is Carla Ty. She's the Executive Director of the Children's Advocacy Centers of Mississippi and Carla, I saw your name and I said, oh, we get to meet again this year. And it's a tough topic, but man, it's a good topic to talk about because the awareness is so important. So I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to have you back and for you to remind us all the good work that the advocacy centers do across the state. Absolutely. Thank you for having me back. And you're right. This is a really important month for us to be able to call some attention to this very important issue. We have 12 child advocacy centers across the state, and Sally Kate Winters does a fantastic job here locally. Um, our child advocacy centers are there from the very beginning of an investigative report, um, usually receive referrals from Child Protective Services or law enforcement, and they are there from the very beginning of that case all the way to the end to make sure a child has a forensic interview that's done in a way that is non-leading, non-suggestive, and a child can tell in a safe place what's happened to them. Then we make sure that they get into the right therapy, they get medical treatment, and then there, um, when this goes to court, if it goes to court, then they can be there to accompany the child and help prepare them for that day that they may have to testify. It's so much more than just being a caseworker, right? Like, I feel like it's, uh, the more that I learn about what the advocacy centers do, I mean, if you think about it, uh, because not every case involves, like, the parent, the parent, and then some do. Even if the ones it doesn't, it's like they're a basket case. They don't know whether, you know, what papers to sign or where to go next or what to keep up. They're as emotional as everything else that this is sort of, this whole spiraling is sort of happening. So you've got someone that can be like a grounding force of like calm. I feel like that's, that's like a, you know, it's just kind of like that anchor, the eye of the, of the um, hurricane. It's going to be like your high, uh, but I guess the eye is probably not a good thing, but you know, <laughs> you get what I'm trying to say. I do, but, and absolutely the child advocacy is there for that family, um, for the, the guardian who um, is there to help that child, whether that is a parent or somebody else that the child is living with that's in a safe place. Child abuse is very complex. Um, There's so many agencies that have to jump into responding to these cases that it can be very confusing for our family. They're feeling pulled in a lot of different directions. You know, most people don't know the difference between circuit court and chancery court and youth court. And so the Child Advocacy Center staff is really there to help help that family as they navigate through this system. You've got um, individuals that are highly trained in the forensic interviewing and advocacy and therapy. So this is, as you say, much more than case management. That They are there to provide that very specialized support for children. So how do the Children Advocacy Centers and then Sally Kate work together? Because you both provide different, I guess, I guess, 
pathway or different services, but the same services sometimes overlap. So how do they how do they complement each other? How are you working together? <laughs> sure. So I'm with the the state chapter, the yeah. Children's Advocacy Centers Network, and so we provide training and technical assistance to all of our member centers across the state, and we have 12 of those. So we are there to provide. Um, that broader service and support for those agencies. Sally Kate Winters is you're actually on the front line, and one of their programs is the Child Advocacy Center. So you talked Got a little it. bit about their other programs. So they house they, you guys. They have one, one Child Advocacy Center here. Yes. Which helps then help them stay in one place while they're navigating through their other therapies, maybe having to stay one of those 2,896 nights uh, of safe sleep. And so they're not having to be bounced around and move all around. You kind of have everything under under one roof, which I think is very helpful. It's really nice that they have other services here that can complement the Child Advocacy Center services. So the, the children that are coming through the Child Advocacy Center have typically been victims of what we consider felony-level child abuse. So most often that's going to be sexual abuse um, or very severe uh, physical abuse, witnessing a violent crime, most likely a homicide. And so these kids are going to need a lot of services. And and having an agency that can just wrap around them and get them all the services they need and link them up with community services that they may not be able to offer here is critical to long-term healing. So we know that the most success for a child is if their caregiver can have that support and can get the tools that they need to help them during this difficult time. So it's fantastic to have a center like Sally Kate Winters that can step in and help both the child and the family. You know, today is all about helping support Sally Kate Winners, and you can do that by donating and going to the website uh, to do that, sallykatewinners.org. Um, but what is the, you know, you think about, I think about the listeners like, well, there's not child abuse necessarily in my home, or, you know, that's not really something in our community or that we see much about. It, it can't be, you know, that rampant. You know, it's just sort of the same with some of the other tough topics that we talk about here. Does it happen more than we want to think about it? Absolutely. Um, the statistics tell us that this year, 400,000 babies alone will be victims of sexual abuse by the time they reach their 18th birthday. So 400,000 babies born this year will, will be sexually abused. And the important part of the therapy part, right, because we might not always can stop the abuse, which I think raising awareness and learning the red flags and understanding who our children are hanging with and all those things play an important role of lessening that number, right? But then it's like bad things are still going to happen no matter how much we try to prevent. Then we have to talk about rushing in and healing as quickly as possible. The lasting effects. So what... Why should, and this is going to sound like a terrible question, but why should we care about that individual getting long-term therapy? What is in it for the community for that person to be restored other than the fact that it's just a decent human being? They know all, but you know, you right. mean, yeah, like, what's, what is in it for us? Well, you know, no one person can do everything, but everybody can do something to help support children who've been abused. And we need to care as a community. We know that when children do not get healed or not offered the services they need to heal, um, early on, that when they become adults, that they're more likely to in the, enter the criminal justice system, um, more likely to have teenage pregnancies. You are more likely to have um, reduced income later. I mean, there's a lot of implications that have been studied um, for or having... Or themselves. Yeah, and these adverse childhood yeah. experiences impact children. And so that's why it's so important for us during April to be talking about 
prevention to stop this before it occurs. And, and talking about what can you serving organizations do to prevent this from happening? What kind of policies are they putting in place? Um, talking about talking to families about what do you what are you saying to your children? How are you educating your children about what happens if somebody approaches them or makes them feel uncomfortable or you know tries to engage them into in an activity that they're not comfortable with, whether that be in another child or an adult. Um, we need to be talking to our state leaders about real resources to help with some innovative responses to to child abuse. So it takes the entire community responding to responding effectively. And it really could be your child, right? Especially Absolutely. now, like as a mom of two a young girls, a 10 and a 3-year-old, it's terrifying just with, with everything's going on digitally now. You think you know who's in their circle and then you still hear stories about you know, it, it, you know, you shouldn't necessarily go through your life not trusting anyone, but you should, you know, have your, your um, spidey sense up, right, about it all. And I think the more you talk about it, the less it, it makes it uncomfortable to talk about, right? And then Absolutely. now you want your mom groups and your friend groups and everybody to sort of um, share their own suspicions, not in a gossipy way, but just in a very caring and sort of uh, community sort of way of like, hey, we're all watching out for everybody. And then taking care of those uh, who find themselves... Um, in an unfortunate situation, which is exactly what Sally Kate Winters Family Services uh, does. And one of the services you do house here is the Children's Advocacy Centers. Could y'all have more names? Like, <laughs> But that's just service, you know, sort of uh, for you uh, in general. If somebody wanted to know more about the Agapacy Ag- Ag- Advocacy centers. Yes, it's you know it's a tough word after you say it twelve times. Um, specifically, Carla, how do they find out that information? Uh, they can go to our website at childadvocacyms.org, or I'm sure that there's material about the uh, the advocacy center on the Sally Kate Winners website as well. And those that are looking to go into social services or looking for uh, different avenues in terms of therapy, are there need for more therapists for more caring and loving support in this area? Can you specialize in, in dealing with kids in trauma? and all the things. Absolutely. And we have a really unique program under our umbrella called the Child Advocacy Studies where we are working with all of our colleges and universities to try and build out this base that is much more um, knowledgeable and and is prepared to go out into the workforce because we do need those specialized therapists. Um, You can't can't just come out of school knowing what to do. This is an ongoing training and education. Um, Same with forensic interviewing and advocacy. So we're doing a lot of work with our colleges and universities cities to try and build that base. You know, we hear over and over that Child Protective Services is understaffed. They need more more individuals working there. Um, so our hope is that through this program we can um, we can close that gap of our need of um, those responding to the cases versus those that we have now. And you can help make all that possible today or any day that you want to help support Sally Kate Winters and all of the great work that they're doing here. Don't forget you can go to Sally Kate Winters FamilySeeServices.org to um, to donate, and you can also stick with us. We get more good things for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks 
healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back. Don't forget, you can listen to Good Things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. You can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. But today we are coming to you live from Sally Kate Winters Family Services here in West Point, Mississippi. We're helping to promote Child Abuse Awareness Month. We've been hearing all the stories throughout the day about the organization and how you can make donations. You can do that over at sallykatewinners.org. And anytime you do that, you are making a difference in the lives of children that need their services. And joining us now on Good Things is Colin Hudson and Trina Davison Brooks. They are with the 16th District Attorney's Office and they're part of the multidisciplinary team. So welcome ladies. Hey, thank you for having us. I am so happy the rain held off and you ladies could come out and enjoy this day with us and talk about all the good things that Sally Kate Winters does. And so how did you, how do you all I guess fit in with the with the approach here at Sally Kate, but then too, how did you get interested or how did you get connected to it? We'll start with Colin. Okay, so Trina and I are both assistant district attorneys with the district attorney's office. So we prosecute felony child abuse cases, sexual battery cases against children, anything where a child is a victim of a felony crime. And so we got involved because we had an interest in it, right? We wanted our cases to be successful, the kids to get justice for the wrongdoings against them. So we started actually attending forensic interviews at Sally Kate Winners and watching those. It's like a closed circuit television, so we get to see it uh, live and working with the forensic interviewers about their questions, making sure that we're meeting all of our legal elements that we need to successfully prosecute the case. And then we became part of the multi multidisciplinary team, the MDT team. And oh, I like that so much better. Yeah, it's a lot easier. <laughs> Is there a better way for advocacy? Agapacy. I can't say that word either. <laughs> and so with those, we have meetings where it's, People from the DA's office, the youth court judge, um, social workers with CPS, and law enforcement officers, investigators, and we're sort of all put our heads together about where we are on certain investigations, prosecutions, and uh, services that the children can receive. Trina, this is a not a light and fluffy area of of law to have chosen to go down. What drew you to helping these children specifically in these cases? Well, I think what drew me to um, actually helping children is that once you, children are precious, right? We all, I have two kids of my own, and to see um, children who are victims of some form of sexual or physical physical abuse, um, that does something to me. And when you get justice for those minor children that are involved, then that gives you some um, satisfaction that you're helping this child in this chapter and then try to rebuild and move on um, and grow up in a safe environment as they should um, because they are children and they need to be protected. And we're put in a position, a very unique position, that we have to, I think of it as being guardians over those children when they need them. And we do um, our job to the point where we can provide that protection and then actually see them put in a safe place. And that just that's something that gives me gratification in my job. Colin, you talked about the interviews that go on here, forensic interviews, I think. Um, explain that to those uh, listening to good things because I go back to just like CSI and all the 
TV shows, and you know, and you're like, oh, forensics, like you know, hair follicles and toenails <laughs> and all the things, and so, but it's not, it's not like that, right? No, it's not like that. But they have uh, Sally Kate Winters has forensic interviewers, people that have been um, specially trained to interview children in a way that is going to be age appropriate, appropriate. Um, for any developmental problems that they may have specific to these children, what their needs are, and then also in ways that aren't leading and are more child-friendly to interview them, find out what happened, what the allegations are, and sort of pull that out of them um, so we can move forward with the prosecution. Because I can't imagine being a minor, uh, even the youngest to the old, to whatever it may be, having something traumatic happen to you, Trina, and then be taken out of your home, even if it's where it happened, it was what was comfort, and then have all these other people start coming at you wanting and needing something from you. You mentioned it brings you great joy to know that they're safe. And so, and I feel like that's what Sally Kate Winters is. It's a safe haven. It's kind of like, you know, the, uh, the opportunity to come and live in a little bit of a bubble for a little while, just knowing that there will be no harm, um, here. How important is that for that, for that child to then feel comfortable and then build rapport with those that are on their team to try to help get them justice? I think it's very important specifically to develop the rapport with them because if they're being sexually abused or um, a victim of physical abuse or sexual abuse, sometimes they will shut down because of the trauma and because of the abuse. But if you bring them to a facility such as Sally Kate Winters where you have people, when you look at them, they give you this warm feeling and it's genuine and they... um, that's portrayed when the children see them. And so those children will come to a place where, you know what, maybe I can trust this this female. Maybe I can trust this person. Maybe they want to help me. And then when those children see that and they're put in an environment where they can actually tell what happened to them, then we're able to get information from them. That's number one. That's the most important. But the second thing is for that length of time, they are in an environment where they don't have to be scared anymore. And that they can trust that the people who are there, they're wanting to see them be better and they want to protect them. And that's all they really want at the end. And that's how you can help, too, whenever you donate to Sally Kate Winners at sallykatewinners.org. You're helping to be a piece of this. Colin, Miss Carla mentioned it sort of takes a village. There's, there's all these moving pieces. There's all these moving parts. And at the center of it, it's just that child who just deserves justice, but it also uh, deserves healing. But it takes that child or someone being courageous or at least being um, aware of what's going on to even get it to your office in the first place, right? So what do you say to those uh, listening that, you know, if you see something say something or if you you know if you have a suspicion it's better being safe than sorry in terms of speaking out right so definitely if you see something say something because the truth of the matter is children are not sexually abused out in the open it's something people do in secret it's something they try to tell children look this is our secret and so children don't disclose for a long time or maybe they're so little they don't even know that they're being abused um so what we see in these forensic interviews is a lot of times it's just the children saying something happened and then just the weight of this entire sexual battery case is on their shoulders. And Sally Kate Winters, through their forensic interviews, really helps to sort of take that weight off because in the forensic interviews, 
they'll find out, all right, well, when did it happen? Well, it happened in the middle of the night. We're watching that interview. You can tell an investigator, go check their school records around this time, see if they were sleeping in class. Um, you know, it happened while my mom was at work. Go see if their mom was at work so we can corroborate that what they're saying is true and just sort of alleviate some of this weight because, you know, to sort of piggyback off what Trina was saying, by the time the children are being interviewed in a forensic interview, the trauma's already happened. Um, so we can't protect them from that, but it is a pivotal moment for this not to be, you know, the turning point to where everything started to be bad from there. Sally Kate has so many, um, programs that they offer, screenings that they do to help the kids to where they're not defined by this moment, this terrible thing that's happened to them, but that they're able to kind of work through it, get help from the DA's office, the local law enforcement agencies, um, medical providers, CPS, other uh, social services, and put it behind them as they get justice for them. You know, Trina, it just hit me. We talk about a lot about prevention, knowing the red flags, keeping your kids safe, all this, but then I just realized when we all work together and we're able to help you ladies do your job and convict predators, it's also prevention from the next kid that was going to be on their target or sort of on their list, right? So getting the bad eggs off the street or out of uh, out of harm's way is also an important piece of, of stopping um, them from being able to do anything else to someone, for, to the next kid. Right. I totally agree because, like I believe um, Colin said, it takes a village to actually raise children, but it also takes a village to protect them. And once we go through, a child comes through the system, they're here at Sally Kate, you know, we meet as an MDT team. And it's not just us, it's the law enforcement officers, the other agencies, and we're all also trained um, here at CAC for updates regarding sexual abuse cases, how to handle those. Once everybody comes together and work together and those cases are prosecuted, they're noticed in the community. The community sees, you know what, they're doing something over there. They're protecting children. And then that gives notice to anyone in our community that we are not going to tolerate people abusing children. We will prosecute. We will work together. And we will protect our children. And, too, and give you the courage, again, if you see something, say something. Because in all the stories I've heard throughout the day here at Sally Kate, it took the kid being courageous. It took a family member being courageous. It took either a teacher or a caregiver or just someone noticing something was off and having, uh, you know, the willingness to sort of speak up and sort of speak out. And then that's when the good work can happen with Sally Kate Winters, you guys there at the district attorney's office, and everything, you know, all the moving parts. I mean, it would take a, it would take the whole parking lot to put everybody in here. That's but, right. But, you know, it is a tough topic, but I just keep reminded of all the good things that are going on during those crisis sort of times and that we should be supporting that. And you can support that at SallyKateWinners.org. Uh, you can donate there. You can learn more about how they're making a difference in the lives of children uh, throughout their services. And you can learn more, too. we got a little bit more of good things for you coming up next. Thanks, ladies. Thank you.
Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. forget you can watch good things we are on computer your mobile device just head on over to supertalktv.com we're wrapping up our day here coming to you live from sally kate winters family services in west point we're here to help promote child abuse awareness month tough topic but there's so many good things going on at this organization and anytime you make a donation at sallykatewinters.org you're helping to make a difference in the lives of children that need their services and joining us is sarah gallman she is with the sally kate winters family services child advocacy Center coordinator. I feel like I did very good. I practiced really hard for that one, uh, Sarah. And that's not to make light of any of the work that you guys do um, on behalf of the children. And that's what advocacy is, is being on behalf of the kids here. How did you find your way to to Sally Kate and the Child Advocacy Center? Well, my background is social work. And I did a lot of work prior to coming to Sally Kate Winters with law enforcement. So I've got a little bit of experience there working with them and then just landed landed here and i'm glad i did been here since 2019 which again it's a tough topic but you know this is an important month and to hear about child abuse awareness what does that mean to you like why is this month so important that we continue to have these conversations and share these uh, children's stories even if they're not you know specific stories but and let people know about the good work being done when bad things happen it's important because it doesn't matter who I talk to, what group, individual, um, everybody's always like, oh, I didn't realize, I had no idea. Um, they think it's elsewhere, it's not right here in their own county, in their own city. Um, and so to bring awareness to that is essential. Um, kids have a story to tell, they need a safe place to tell it, and people just don't realize that this kind of stuff is happening. Um, and they don't report it. Um, and so making sure that if you do see something that you report that and that you're watching for that and having those conversations with the children that you work with, whether it be your own children or children that you teach or children that you have in Bible study, um, just having conversations and being that person, a safe place for them to go to. You know, I, I, I just had an aha moment a moment while ago talking with Colin and Trina and thinking about, like, prevention comes in so many different forms. And part of the prevention is also getting those perverts or, or the abusers off the streets they can't keep going and one way to do that is to make the the child who experienced it feel safe and secure enough that they're willing to be courageous enough to then share the information that then you know that helps sort of seal sort of seal that deal and that wouldn't happen for so many kids if if there wasn't sally kate winners correct uh, and I, I will also or that or the center and i'll also say that awareness is key there too there's so many offenders able to do this because people don't expect it don't think it's happening um children feel like they can't tell because who's going to believe me um it must not be happening around here nobody talked to me about this um and so they don't tell um and so having a safe place for them to come um for us to just listen and we we do youth feedback surveys with those that we serve and we so often have them tell us i felt safe somebody listened somebody believed me they didn't make me feel like i wasn't believed 
I feel like that's one of the things that you hear oftentimes from those who have gone through it, uh, traumatic experiences as children who come out to, to share their story is they say on and on, believe your child, at least give them the benefit of the doubt if they do come to you with something. Is that good advice for parents? Or maybe if, you know, if the parents not believe him, if you hear a child talking about it, it should be taken seriously. Absolutely. Um, oftentimes children know their perpetrator. It's going to be someone close to the family, a trusted individual, which also makes it harder for children to disclose. So if your child comes to you, that was a very hard move for them to make. So you should absolutely give them the benefit of the doubt. Make that report. Let us provide that safe place for them to talk about it. Um, and so that they can get those services. Um, and talk with talking with your kids about body, about their body, about boundaries, about what's okay and what's not okay is also key at a very young age. And, and I know it's taboo. It's not something anybody wants to talk about. But I think the more we do, the more we sort of uh, have these conversations and bring awareness and show all the different moving parts to it, then hopefully, you know, it's one of those, too, talking about the word prevention. You don't always know how many cases you stopped because, sadly, plenty of cases will keep coming through the doors here at Sally Kate. But you can only hope that if just one was stopped or one was avoided or one child had the courage to come and nip it in the bud before, you know, it became months or sort of years, then it was definitely sort of all worth it. Absolutely. And then not to give up on those that have went through something traumatic that it's going to take longer than a weekend for them to heal. Uh, children often delay telling somebody. Again, it's that trusted person. They have to find the right opportunity where they feel safe enough to tell. Um, it's not uncommon. Even when they come in here, sometimes a child may not be ready. It's their choice to tell their story um, and just being available and there should they be ready. And if they're not ready this time, we'll be ready next time for them if they're ready to tell them. Well, we'll be ready next year to come back and talk to you guys. So much good stuff going on here. And uh, the party's still continuing. The Boys with Sports Talk Mississippi are fixing to join you next from 3 to 6. But you can donate. Don't forget, sallykatewinners.org. Uh, but Rhino and I will meet you back in the studio tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Mississippi Media Production.